Okay, it's time for five minutes with one of the younger guild members. I'm sitting here with Jack. Um, and Jack, what are we going to talk about here? We are going to talk about the amulet. Okay, so you're sitting here with a stack of um, comics that uh, are... Graphic novels. Are happily covered. Yeah, graf- uh, graphic novels. I see seven here. Um, and uh, you've been wanting to talk and make a recommendation on this for a while now. So real quick, what is the amulet? The amulet is about um, a girl and her brother. They basically um, buy, are moving in to their grandfather's old house and they find this amulet. They get sucked into this world and their mom gets captured. So... They're trying to get her back, and they find out that they're trapped in here, and the only way they can do it is to be like this weird villain. It Wait, they're the villain? Or they have uh, to beat a villain? Beat a villain. Okay, yeah. beat a villain. So they're sucked into kind of an alternate universe, right? It's an interesting world. It's both advanced in technology and um, extremely mythical. Hmm. Okay. So there's a lot of kind of mystical stuff that Are happens. they able to travel back and forth or are they trapped in this world? They can't get back to their world. Um, that's the thing. It's uh, She says that they can't. Mm-hmm. The only way is to beat the villain. Mm-hmm. But she knows that she can go back whenever she wants. The girl can? Yeah. Hmm. But she's staying to try to defeat this villain. She's trying, staying to try to help her friends and uh, oh, in the save the world. Mm-hmm. Huh. So this is an ongoing series. There's been seven volumes so far. Uh, do you know how many more there's going to be? No. <laughs> it kind of looks like the Bone series. It looks like it yeah. does. It, it looks like the brick if they put it all into one. Mm-hmm. There's quite a bit there. Yeah. yeah. Um, is the little stuffed animal on the front of the first one there? Is that a character or is it? He's a robot. Oh, he's a robot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So three reasons why you would recommend the amulet. Um, amazing art. Okay. The art is absolutely incredible. Who's it by? By Kazu Kabushi. Okay. Is it translated? No. He's the writer and the the author of it. Or he's the artist, the lead illustrator, and the author. Yeah. Uh, the credits here somewhere. Written and drawn by Kazu Kabushi. Colors and backgrounds by yeah Kazu Kabushi. Okay. <laughs> Amy Kim Kabushi. Hmm. Okay. Why? Related. <laughs> Anthony Go Wu. Jason Kafo. Okay. Um. So clearly an Irish production. Um, <laughs> no. um, so it has it has it. Although the style is it's not really manga style. No, not not really. Although it does remind me of uh, Hayao Miyazaki okay. at sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So number one, good art. Number two, um, great characters. Good characters. Um, the writing style is really good. If you like mystical. Um, stories, another world, other worlds. This is definitely your type of book. Okay. Any uh, other reasons that you'd recommend it? The cliffhangers. <laughs> Once you start, you cannot stop. <laughs> good plot. Good, good art, good characters, good plot. All, all good reasons to read it. I've I've only read up to. The hard part is these. This series is coming out, so in the the plot is kind of complex. Yeah. So I. 
I have read all of them except the last one, but I've kind of forgotten what happens in the plot, and it's hard to jump in kind of midstream. Back through them. So I need to reread them all so I can remember exactly what's happening. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jack, what what uh, age would you say would be a good age to read this? Uh, is, is there a specific content that might? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of graphic novels these days are are kind of R rated. Yeah, this I, I this, can't even read them. <laughs> this feels a lot like Bone in the age okay. description, okay. Um, except some of them are a little, a little bit um, scary. Yeah, Bone can be kind of scary too, though. A little more than that. Yeah, I'd say it's like a step up. So maybe There's, like seven would be a good age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The first, the first book, the second book, I'd say is probably the most mild. Okay. Okay. So, but definitely appropriate for just about all ages. Maybe kind of PG. You would yeah. say. PG yeah. Level. If not Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, PG. <laughs> not 1980s PG. Not 1980s PG, but we're talking. No. We're talking today's PG. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Jack. Anything final to add uh, before uh, before we close out our segment? Um, if you want to find these, I yeah. do not suggest looking in a library <laughs> because they never have them in order ever. Okay. And yeah, maybe so, in our library system, mistakes. Um, so I would recommend buying them. Is probably the best way to go. What do they retail for? Let's see here. I see. They're about twelve dollars. You can get them for That's about twelve dollars on Amazon. Bad. Yeah, I mean, and they're nice they're, printings yeah, too. And full good color. Size. That's like a good, good size. Good book. hearty stock. Yeah. yeah, worth the investment. So, huh. if your kids or if you enjoy um, graphic novels but are are looking for um, a good plot with good art and just lots of creativity, we recommend the Amulet. Fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jack, Thank and we'll you, Jack. talk to you again soon. Disney Home Entertainment proudly presents a Studio Ghibli film. Fly. The award-winning Enchanting Tale, Kiki's Delivery Service. My heart is ready to be. Hello! I can feel the wind underneath my feet. The story of a young girl. Kiki! In order to be a good witch, I have to train a year away from home. Ow. Finding her place in the world. Wow! This is just the kind of place I've always imagined. Bye! Making new friends. When you fly, you rely on what's inside of you, don't you? We fly with our spirit. And learning what it takes to be her own witch. Maybe I have to find my own inspiration. It's the movie critics are calling gorgeous. She's up in the air! One of the most beautifully animated films ever made. Let's go! And a bewitching, <laughs> heartwarming family film. Here we go! No collection is complete without Kiki's delivery service. Hmm, what a cool witch. So I'm gonna fly. Now on DVD and video. 
All right, and welcome to episode 19 of Culture Zoo. I'm Levi. And I'm Roslyn. And uh, we are continuing our summer of Miyazaki after kind of a week Mm -hmm. hiatus where um, I was out of town on my 15-year anniversary trip with the lovely Suzanne. (laughs) And Roslyn, you were sick. Um, or you had sickness in the family? I can't even remember what happened last week. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly, like, I'm thinking what happened last week, and I can't even think what happened. Hmm. But, um, yeah. I know we one we thing- have been sick. I do remember that. So one thing that happened to me last week, um, Roz, as you know, I'm something of a gym rat. <laughs> Right. And by yeah. gym rat, I mean, I work out once about every eight years. <laughs> so, the worst way to do it. Yeah. so this last week after kind of a binge on my anniversary, yeah, trip, like, I, was like, I, need to I, need to, I need to work out a little bit. So I, uh, so I did a, a, a workout, which I do think was like the first in at least right. like six years. Yeah. Like a real, but you, and I feel like, like I have like lupus and... now or something. <laughs> like fibromyalgia. Yeah, exactly. Like Everything hurts so bad in such strange places. Well, that was me a couple weeks ago. I think I came in and I was like, I can't sit, I can't walk, and I started working out too. (laughs) And your body's like, what? I'm dying. Yeah, so I'm in that stage right now. I know it's like it's really discouraging because then you're like, I have to like recover for a week before I can do it again. I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. I think three days is acceptable. Okay. Because after hurt. after three days, you start losing any muscle that you built, and so okay. you don't want to like. Oh, <laughs> it's really depressing. Getting old. That's kind of so why fun. I don't like working out because I feel like it's just like this constant uphill <laughs> this battle, constant fight. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so <laughs> if you've been following our social feeds. Uh, which of course you should be because yes. we talk about them. Which we are on Twitter at Cizu Podcast and on um, Instagram at Culture Zoo Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that we've been kind of talking about uh, posting some stuff around Kiki mm-hmm. and Kiki's delivery service, which is the next film in our summer of Miyazaki that yes. we are doing right now. Um, and uh, so yeah, so that's what we're talking about tonight. Um, if you before we get to that though. Um, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to, if you like our podcast, review us on iTunes, rate us on iTunes. Or if you hate our podcast, if you hate our podcast, you can. It's funny because I looked up a podcast today and, um, it was on animation and I was listening Mm. to it. Um, and there was two reviews. One was very positive and one was like, these guys are smug jerks and they just (laughs) like to hear themselves talk. And I was like, it was kind of sad because it was like, you only have two ratings. Right. And I listened to it and I was like, hmm, I kind of see that a little bit. But this guy, they're not that annoying. I don't know. Right. I don't know what they did to take this one guy off. Huh. Interesting. Well, I know that I probably have some level of vocal fry that might make people really angry. <laughs> so if you want to say Rosalind has vocal fry. We have. I, our podcast, if anything, has shown me how many annoying vocal tics mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so it is a little bit demeaning. So, so go easy on us. But if you want to... Uh, Praise the Culture Zoo podcast to the heavens. Yeah. You have a venue to do it. That's on <coughs> iTunes. Oh. There's our. I think that's a mommy job tonight. He needs his staples off of this very creative picture. Yeah. You never know what time Charlie will appear in our podcast. But he will. He will. Um, so, yeah. So, tonight we are talking about the... Was it 1989 film? It's 1989. Uh, by Hayao Miyazaki called Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm-hmm. Um, last time we 
talked about Totoro, and this one, I think, kind of continues in a similar vein as Totoro. Yeah. In that it's um, it's not a very plot-heavy yeah. movie. It's a much more character-driven. plotless. Yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, there's not, um, there's not a ton of plot to it, but it's a... At least it's, it's like very slice of lifey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, in short, what's the what's the story of Kiki's delivery service? Kiki is a young witch. Mm-hmm. Um, she's thirteen, and it, you learn. So this takes place though. What time did you think this movie took place in? That's a hard one. Um, I kind of almost feels like it takes place like the setting feels like a, like a Europe, right? Like well, Italy I kept being like, or, where are we? Because yeah. it looks like Greece. It yeah. looks like um, like Am. Amsterdam. Mm. It looks like um, Venice at times because mm-hmm. it has like canals. So to me, it's just like a conglomerate of all yeah. the cool places in Europe. It, it does. It Western feels like Europe. how Miyazaki wanted to set this in like he like went on a trip of Europe. And or maybe he kind of saw pictures of Europe but didn't realize they were all different places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very much it's European and it's beautiful setting. So pretty. Um, but it's yeah. But it's kind of hard to The identify. country kind of side that she grows up on kind of looked like like what I picture like the south of France. Where uh-huh. It's just like ridiculously beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, but it seems to be almost set maybe in the eighties or something. Oh, because if you notice, there's certain tourists that she'll run into that are dressed a lot more modern. It kind of the kids looked like they were dressed sixties to me. Maybe sixties. The yeah. way the kids were dressed. Again, it's it's a very hard. It's because it's a fantasy. It could it really could be any time. And then the blimps made me think it was like twenties to forties. Yeah, because that's isn't that when blimps were big? That's true. But her like it's just because yeah. she has that little radio. There's, yeah. that's not a twenties to forties thing. You're right, like a portable yeah, radio. A little portable radio. But that's she, more like she's also a witch. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. So we shouldn't get too yeah. hung up, I guess, on trying to place the time. So we we meet Kiki, who's thirteen, who's just turned thirteen years mm-hmm. old. Um, and, uh, her, her mom and her mom is a witch too. So Mm -hmm. it seems like she's kind of in this, it's this vocation that's handed down from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of the interesting things about this movie that, um, that I really like, is there's very little explanation Mm -hmm. as to like, you know, I guess you could say there's very little world building in a sense in that there's never a time when she says, well, as you know, Kiki, every, (laughs) you know, when a witch turns 13, we must determine which power she (laughs) has and what's, you know, it's just kind of, you're thrown into this world right? that, um, you know, there's no real point where they sit down and explain anything. Right. Or how she got her powers. Is it genetic? Exactly. Like, were they gifted? Is do different witches have different kinds of specialties? Which kind of seems that like that might be the case, but they really don't get into that Uh -uh. much. Um, And so... I like that. I mean, what do you think about that whole thing? To me, thing? I honestly was a little frustrated by that. Okay. Like, I... Not not necessarily the fact that you don't know what's going on. Like, I would be okay if we didn't know, you know, how this all worked. But I was just a little... Because it, turn, it starts out that she's 13 and she says, "I'm it's time for me to leave to do my year of training as yeah. a witch. But you don't really know what that training yeah, is supposed to accomplish. I'm like, all by yourself, wouldn't it be better to be trained by your mom who's a witch? Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't really understand that. And I mm-hmm. kept waiting for it to be explained a little bit. So I was just a little bit like just frustrated by the fact that I had no idea how she was going to get her training done. Yeah. 
are you going to train yourself? Um, yeah. You know, and it didn't seem like she, she shows up to a town that doesn't have a witch and she's happy because she can be the witch. But I yeah. kept thinking, who's going to train you if there's yeah. no witch there? Yeah. So that to me was like a little bit, it just kind you of just left me clear. wanting yeah. to figure out what the heck was going on. I mean, the main part about this, it's not really even about the the uh, kind of rules of being a witch, though. No, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, and the witches in this story—they're very much like it's just like a job. It's almost like if your mom was a post postal yeah. worker, you know. Um, it's it's not it's just a it's not really that special. Yeah, you know, her mom is clearly. Or it's like being a doctor. It's like being a local doctor or something. It's like just you're a trade. Useful it's to a people. trade. Is yeah. what it is. It's, and yeah. you're useful to people, but you're or not all powerful yes. or like you know. Yeah, exactly. It's. You just have a job to do yeah. that's just kind of, you know, your trade, yeah. right? So it's it's not it's not very glamorous, it doesn't even seem like, even though no. it would be awesome. But it's <laughs> um, And so this she ends up flying off to go look for a town basically. Um, and uh, this again, a big theme to to this film is flight, which yeah. is one of you know, it kind of wasn't really in Totoro, but in almost every other well, they one flew of his films, in Totoro once, they but it wasn't a Totoro. theme. Yeah. So yeah, but, but it's this the only one, one so is far. definitely. And yeah. that's the, the opening scene is awesome because she so flies cute. off at night, um, and uh, she uh, the way she flies is really cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she you get the sense, and this is one of the things I love about this that Kiki's not very. Special? No, she's not like a gifted witch. She's not a gifted <laughs> witch. I mean, she's not dumb at all no. or anything, but she's just very normal. You know, like in like when she flies off, she's yeah. really like she hits a few trees, <laughs> and um, you can just kind of tell that she's she loves flying. She's very enthusiastic, yeah. but she's not. You know, she's not the best flyer ever or right. anything. Or the best witch in the world. She's not the best or, witch or like in the, the world. like the most like well endowed. The most talented. Witch with yeah. Her, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a little exchange that. And this I is love the, that one. The, the, this is the stuff that I love about um, just the way like how Miyazaki will develop characters. Again, it's very subtle. Yeah. It's but she she meets another witch up in the sky, yeah. and she and this witch is super stuck up. <laughs> you know, she's her same age, yeah. you know, and stuff. And clearly, the witch is not very enthusiastic about talking to Kiki, and she's you know much more kind of put together yeah. and stuff. And um, but Kiki's either she knows that this this other witch is looking down on her mm-hmm. or just kind of being snooty to her, but she's she doesn't care right. and she's still really friendly to her and like, thanks, you yeah. know, and stuff and really <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. And um, it's just, I love that little character development where you kind of get this window into the kind of person she is. That yeah, she's, it is she's really She's very effective. well brought up. She has really good manners. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very polite and friendly and, and, and happy and she's not going to, she's not a, um, I want to be like a, not a bitter person, right. but she's a, um, she doesn't, she doesn't have really any guile. She's kind of guileless. A she's little like bit. if Lucy was a witch, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not Lucy, Lily. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, wants to be friends with, she wants mm-hmm. to be like, be she's nice. just like friendly and yeah. open and yeah. not playing games. And the other main character in this is Gigi. Mm-hmm. The, her, she has this talking black or it, she has a black cat that she can talk to. Yes. Um, Which I love the way he is developed, mm-hmm. you know, as the story goes on. He's, yeah, he's very much a cat. And yes. is like, he's, and he's kind of the, her alter, not her alter ego, but like, he's, 
he's, he's like the a voice, voice of reason. Yeah, he's the the cynical voice to her. It's almost like optimism. a Jiminy Cricket, but way cooler. Yeah, he's he's like a cynical, sarcastic <laughs> kind of what you would expect a cat to be. Yeah, and like so after that whole exchange with the snooty witch, yeah. they meet. He's like, huh, what was up Did with her? Did you see that cat? Yeah, like so she, snooty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the real quick, the exchange I liked was between her and her mom, oh. or it might be her dad. I can't remember before she leaves. Yeah, and she says, "I'm going to be the best witch that I can." be mm. and I liked that because she wasn't like I'm going to be the best witch in the world you yeah. know like you <laughs> could see that in her personality she isn't like you know trying to like break any records but yeah. she just wants to be the best witch she can be which might not yeah. be the best witch in the world but yeah. she's going to do her best I thought it was yeah, a sweet that, attitude I think, to have I, I like that because I think that's a, kind of the theme of the movie mm-hmm. in many ways is that um, you know doing um Kind of being the best of what you can be, you know, right. not not the and best your circumstance, over else. Yeah. And not finding things below you, but just kind of doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, exactly. So she, um, you know, and that's a, another little thing. It's a little bit of a rabbit trail, mm-hmm. but um, that I find interesting is and this seems to kind of come up a lot in Miyazaki's films, but um, the theme of family hmm. in that. Um, uh, Kiki clearly comes from a very loving family. Right. Like both her parents, and this is the same thing with Totoro. That was kind of the threat of Totoro. Like the, the what was at stake in Totoro was that this loving family was being disrupted by like a sickness. Right. Um, but the family itself was very like warm and the parents were never any in any kind of villainous or negative role. Whereas you know? Disney just loves to kill parents. <laughs> yeah. Like- yeah. If you compare this to how a lot of other, you know, Disney and we do this a lot. But yeah, if you compare this. Bambi. Lion yeah, King. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the parents are kind of there's just always dying right they and are always dead <laughs> <laughs> if you have one you don't have two exactly Ariel, little yeah. mermaid i mean it's sorry, just kind of taken for granted bell has one parent like yeah. snow white's parents are dead right off the bat like it's hilarious is there one that has a good family no cinderella well sleeping beauty um sort of but she's separated from her parents she is separated are they dead in the end no. I've only Stephen, seen that her, like once. Well, then if you watch the Maleficent thing, her parents are the villains of the whole That's story. That's true. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> um, so if you flash forward, yeah, Ariel, King Triton, who knows what happened to Ariel's mom. Yeah, she's We never like, talk about Maybe her. Mermaid's mom's like. Die in childbirth. Or something. Or like swim away. Like they're like, mean, you know. That would mean all of her sisters are dead. And then you, you like, have a well, seahorses, the male bears the child, <laughs> right? So maybe King Twyton birthed all those people. <laughs> That's awful. Well, in the play, they say that um, Ursula killed her. Okay. So there oh. it is. Yeah, Hold okay. So then Belle with her, her dad. Her dad is it's a buffoon. Like, he's kind of like off. blundering. Yeah. And she's like the parent in that relationship. Yeah, she's definitely the parent in that relationship. We don't know what happened to her mom. Um. Yeah, just gone. Yeah. Uh, Which, geez, what kind of genetics did the mom have to overcome the dad <laughs> and produce Belle? <laughs> Holy true. mackerel. Um, what happened Aladdin, there? orphan. Uh-huh. And Jasmine, single parent. And the dad's just a buffoon as well. And I just kind of lose track after that. What's after that? Lion um, King. No, sorry. Yeah, Lion dead. King. Yeah, dead dad. Makes me cry to this day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, Calvin's never going to see that movie. It's awful. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. 
Um, What's after Lion King? And then you get into Pocahontas and kind of oh. things start to go downhill. No mom. again. Yeah. So anyway, so, so yeah, there's never really any kind of like stable, like you, family unit that's yeah. important to this or supportive of the Yeah. Characters. It's just, it's never, you don't really, it, it seems like all the characters have like mm-hmm. sprung from the thigh of Zeus or something <laughs> like that. You know, you don't, you don't get where they came from, right. you know, but a theme in this one, I think is that she's come from a good family Yeah, and you can see that she's, she's been got good manners. She's got really good manners. She's been raised well. Um, and her parents, she comes from a place that loves her, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, and, as she so she goes to she she discovers this city which is one of my favorite scenes too so pretty the city is just beautiful that she flies it looks into. like what I imagine Greece looking like yeah Those it's like your best are... images in your head of yeah. Europe yeah you know um, very old but also very ordered yeah shiny on the edge of the ocean yeah. And um, so she decides. Well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to be a witch here. I'm gonna s- stop here. And I love this the way when she gets into town because she's flying over it, <laughs> kind of in from the sea, and everything looks beautiful, <laughs> and she's super excited. And then she gets like down into like the city like yeah. level. She flies down to the street level, and kind of everything goes wrong. Yeah, she almost gets hit by a car. Yeah. She's it's like there's way too many people. She almost crashes. Yeah, she kind of makes she, a big fool out of herself. Yeah. Um, and and that's always how I kind of feel about you know when it, it's it's a feeling that I really identify with. <sighs> like if you've ever really wanted to go someplace yeah. and you picture it in your head from a distance, <laughs> like in a picture, yeah. it looks beautiful. But then when you actually get in the middle of it, it's very disorienting yeah. and kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. When, whenever I've traveled, I've always felt that way. Like it takes. It, whenever I've gone to say like a new city yeah. or something, I always feel that way when I'm like. I'm always nervous and uncomfortable mm-hmm. getting when in my first like encounter with it. I'm just like very disoriented. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we moved to Portland, it's mm-hmm. funny because I loved Portland, but it was like my first time going there. I was like, eh, yeah, it's kind of know. just like sensory overload. Yeah. You're just like yeah. really disoriented, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> and that was a city that I felt like super comfortable in, like, you know, Eventually, after a while, yeah. but it just really reminded me of that when she gets there. They really capture that feeling of oh, this and looks you beautiful, feel like a little but I'm fish completely in a big pond yeah, exactly. Of, yeah. I'm completely overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of walking around, just trying to you know figure out what she's going to do. She doesn't have anyone to stay with. She yeah. doesn't know anyone in this place. Um, I liked the introduction there too because uh-huh. you know how I don't know if it's even true, but I've heard like in Alaska, people will just leave and like stay with. Um, like they'll just go to a new town mm-hmm. and everyone understands this is what you do at this age and they yeah. take you in and it kind of feels like that's what she expects to happen yeah. because she lands and she's like my name's Kiki and I'm yeah. gonna be a witch and they're just yeah. like hi and kind of walk away they're like well, <laughs> yeah. you can tell it's like this they big city and yeah. they have no idea what the heck she's doing here yeah and so she's just totally lost because she expected she, to be taken in like, yeah it's that transition of like little girl mm-hmm. from a small town and going a small into town a big might city. take somebody in like that yeah like a small town is much more kind of community and it's what she's used to yeah but she's just it's just like the people there are like okay you know okay little girl yeah like nice to meet you (laughs) you know but so she doesn't really know how to become a part of this community yeah um and she she meets uh this one boy like is immediately who tombo is the boy um, and he's this kind of geeky kid who's obsessed with flight. He's cute. Which I almost feel like he might be like a version of Miyazaki oh, himself huh. a little bit. Yeah. Because um, he's, 
because he immediately is really into Kiki because she yeah. can fly. Yeah. Um, and he's really like kind of smitten with her, I think. Yeah, for sure. And she's not into it. Yeah. Know? Well, she thinks he's really rude because yeah. he introduced himself and with she's like, she doesn't know his name. Yeah, yeah. She's like, we've never met. You don't know my name. It's yeah. Cute. Yeah. So she's very not okay with him, you know, trying to kind of, you know, be friendly or whatever. Yeah. Um, so the, it kind of ends with her, how does it end? The, like, the whole the, end the, of the, the movie? Whole, the whole episode, yeah. Well, she up ends this. up um, just kind of landing next to this bakery and the, you talking about that? Yeah. Uh, and she, um, the baker, this pregnant lady comes out and she needs to return a pacifier to yeah. one of her patrons. And she's like, I could do it for you. And she flies off and yeah. gives the pacifier to the baby or the mom. And from there, um, the this, baker... This young couple... Sanja, is that her name? Uh, I think it's Sanja. I don't know why I remember that one. That's a good question. Um, Asano. Asano. Yeah. So it's this... She she was just kind of in the moment, mm-hmm. helps out this this uh, baker, who it's a young couple, her and her husband. She's I really pregnant. I love her pregnant. husband, yeah. yeah. Her husband is this, like, big... Yeah. He's young, yeah. but he's like this big, really tall, quiet, silent, tall, yeah. silent guy. Yeah. yeah. But you can tell he's extremely sweet, yeah. you know, and her, his wife, um, Asano is very outgoing, you know, yeah. really warm and yeah. kind of bubbly. She is cute. Uh, and they're very, they're very pregnant, which is another thing you never see in, um, in a Disney film. Yeah. Pregnant person. Yeah. There's no pregnant people in Disney. Except films. for a uh, tangled mom. Uh, oh, Rapunzel's pregnant? mom they okay. see her because she's sick when she's pregnant but it's like for one second it's okay. not like you see her yeah. walking around she's laying in bed drinking and oh yeah and also in Emperor's New Groove there is a pregnant the pregnant mom yeah, yeah. the pregnant okay. mom but it's not a common thing I just no. thought that was a little bit interesting you have to have like a pregnant yeah. character yeah and again it's kind of one of these things where like she's kind of brought into their family their like family a little bit so they let her stay with them so that she can help out around the bakery and what she decides to do is that she'll start a delivery service um, and it makes sense. I liked that that was the way because the, the city she's in has a lot of hills, kind of like San Francisco yeah. or something. It's not easily traversed, yeah. you know. Um, so it would make sense to have a flying delivery service. And she's sort of like, this is the only thing I can do. Yeah, I only I know how to fly. I may as well do it. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she sets up shop um, in this bakery. And that's kind of the end of act one, I guess uh-huh. you could say is yeah. that she, she's in this bakery. She, she wants to, she's starting a delivery service. Um, and then there's, there's basically, you know, and, and the second act of the film is basically her, um, going, it's almost very episodic, you know, where you have like one sequence. Yeah, it kind of feels like a little TV show or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. You have these sequences that will go through, um, where she's trying to, uh, you know, she's getting to know Tombo, this young man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, she's, uh, you know, trying to do her delivery service. Um, and over the course of this, it's interesting. I think, um, there's one sequence that really stands out to me, um, which is where she goes to, she gets a call from that old lady, right? This real, yeah, this I love old, that one. yeah, this old woman who needs her to deliver like a herring pie or yeah. something yeah. to this her really, granddaughter's This sounds birth. disgusting. It's pumpkin herring pie. Yeah. It does sound disgusting. <laughs> pumpkin. Yeah. Um, 
so Kiki goes to to pick up this herring pie to deliver it to this old lady's granddaughter's birthday, but it's not ready. Mm-hmm. And she's fighting the clock because Tombo has invited her to a party, like the aviation party yeah. that night. He's going to pick her up. It's kind of a little date. Yeah. Um, so she has to get back home in time for this party. But the way she handles this whole situation, I just love. Mm-hmm. Like, what what happens here? Yeah, it's so sweet because she shows up and instead of the old lady wants to pay her for her trouble, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, maybe we can fix your oven. And so, yeah, she yeah. shows up, the oven's not working, the she's not going to be able to make working. the delivery. So instead, she uses the, her electric oven is broken, so she goes to all the trouble of, like, building a fire. Mm-hmm. And while she's waiting for the coals to get hot, she, like, changes the light bulbs, and she yeah. does all these She's just chores. like this whirlwind of help yes. to this old lady, basically. <laughs> she's like, what else can I do? And, yeah. and she's basically <laughs> cutting into her time because yeah. she's like, I have 50, it comes down to 15 minutes for yeah. her to get to this party. Yeah. And the old lady's like, my class clock runs slow. Yeah. And she, so, so it's just like her Herculean effort yes, that Kiki goes to to deliver yes. this this pie so cute. On, for this birthday. And she's like just so like excited and helpful yeah. and just um she takes off, it's like pouring rain. Yeah. This storm break so she shows up delivers the pie she's like soaking wet yeah um and the the granddaughter gets this pie and she's like uh a herring pie yeah, she's like gross i told grandma i didn't want one of these yeah <laughs> um in that moment yeah. i loved it because um it's such a it's such a subtle moment but it hits kiki so hard in yeah. that like she just comes home doesn't go to the she run like won't go to the party yeah and like that is like such a, a gut punch for her. And I was like, well, why did that hit Kiki so hard? Yeah. And it's one of those things like they don't really tell you. It's just very like you have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Like what's going on with her, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, you know, it occurs to me that like the it, it really gets to kind of the theme of the film in many ways in that like it's it's not like all of us when we in our lives, we aren't usually at the center of – um, you know, grand schemes to save the world. Right. You know, right. we aren't. We just have kind of jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just vocations mm-hmm. that we have. Um, you know, and you know, we go to work and we try to do a good job. You know, we come home to our families and we try to you know be good parents mm-hmm. and and all this stuff. Um, and there's there's certain times, you know, when we feel like super discouraged mm-hmm. like this was you know I'm working so hard for all of this and it's not doing it yeah. doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. you know and I feel like that was the moment that moment mm-hmm. for Kiki where it's like she had been working so hard mm-hmm. to try to help this lady and it was just all just yeah. dismissed yeah. in a moment you know yeah, and that the, like it didn't even matter the to gift that girl. didn't matter yeah. to the girl mm-hmm. you know and yeah and so it was like she felt like her one thing that she was trying to do mm-hmm. didn't mean anything yeah. You know, it was it was just kind of like And the power of disappointment worthless. at a young yeah. age is kind of crushing. Mm-hmm. I think as adults we're kind of used to being disappointed, mm-hmm. so we stop getting our hopes up that yeah. high and like if we are disappointed, it's kind of like, ugh, you know, and you get yeah. over it. But I remember being disappointed when you're 12, 13, 14, yeah. and it's kind of like really crushing yeah. because it's the first time like the yeah. first time you've had your hopes dashed and yeah. it's I think that that's really well portrayed just like how crushed she was from yeah. missing this party that she wanted to go to so bad yeah and you know yeah and, and just and the that fact she that, missed it and mm-hmm. it wasn't even like worth it her job yeah her yeah. work wasn't appreciated yeah um 
And that, you know, that uh, over this time, she has a couple more incidents like that. She goes, she ends up hanging out with Tombow one day. Mm -hmm. They go down to the beach and all of of Tombow's friends are like way more stylish than she is and way more. They seem way more sophisticated and cool. And that's one of the things that she always wears this like witch's cloak. Yeah, And she's not very nice. It's not very cool. You know, it's not a very nice cloak. So she's just kind of embarrassed by it. Um, and, um, and so all of Tombo's friends are way, um, way cooler than she is. And it just, it's, again, it's that kind of crushing, um, moment of, of where you feel like yeah. I'm not very cool. Did you want to say something? Um, I wanted to add the, one of Tombo's friends is the girl that mm-hmm. she delivered the pie to. Yeah. So that was the party that she flew to to deliver the pie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that might have also been yeah. reasons. Oh, you mean the party that she missed, she yeah. flew to to deliver. I yeah, see. The yes. Same person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the second act kind of ends with her actually losing her powers. Yeah. I kind of, I was a little confused by that because I was trying to put together why she lost her powers. Kind of reminds me of this, the whole Spider-Man two plot. It feels like that. Yeah. Cause she's like trying to fly and falling. And yeah. Like Which I love the way they animated mm-hmm. that scene. There's a uh-huh. scene where she, she all of a sudden she can't talk to her cat anymore. Yeah. Um, that kind of like punches you in the gut. Yeah. A Cause bit. they have this really close relationship and yeah. the cat doesn't talk in all of a sudden. Well, and I thought up until just maybe a scene or two before that, that everybody could hear him talking. Yeah. But I don't think so. No, no, and then because you hear from, I think it's uh, Osano's point of mm-hmm. view, he's meowing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, only she can hear. That's part of her powers. Yeah. She can hear him talk. Yeah. And then you, he meows to her and you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, yeah. what just happened? Yeah. It, to so, me, it was really like, <gasps> took my breath away. Yeah. She uh, Basically, it definitely feels like what happens to Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 in that yeah. like. She doesn't really have a reason to yeah. to be a witch anymore, and and um and therefore she like loses her power basically. Yeah. Like it's kind of uh, her powers are like tied up in like her will to be you right. know to be what she, what she is, and she doesn't yeah. she doesn't want to or she doesn't have any reason to anymore. She's so discouraged. Right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so there's a, there's a great scene where she's like running down a hill trying to fly and she'll get a little bit off the ground. Yeah. It's like when like you're kinda, trying to fly in a dream yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, she breaks her broom yeah. accidentally. Um, and she just she's just very discouraged mm-hmm. and doesn't really have, you know, she, she's kind of at a, she can't talk to Gigi anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole film comes to you know she she comes back she's she starts to kind of rebound through a friend uh, she meets a, makes a friend yeah. um who kind of encourages her she, she's a great character yeah I liked her. there's an artist friend mm-hmm. who like lives out in the woods mm-hmm. who um who basically just kind of like you'll you'll do great she yeah. just it's this kind of steady presence she um the old lady who she helped um like thanks her basically mm-hmm. and and, show, and I think that was a really important point for her mm-hmm. when she realizes that like even though the gift wasn't received by the granddaughter yeah. the the older lady it meant a lot to her yeah. that this girl helped her out so much and was so kind to her yeah. um and that was actually you know that was the important thing she did there um and um it ends with um kind of in the background a subplot through this whole film is that there's this airship that's parked on the beach, mm-hmm. which is, it's, it's just a huge Zeppelin. Yeah. 
Um, and Tombo, her friend, is really into it because he loves flight. He's always trying to build like airplanes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and in a freak windstorm, this airship uh, is pulled off of its moorings. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need a pencil. And Charlie needs a pencil. And um, and Tombo is left holding, like dangling yeah. from this rope yeah. as this wild zeppelin is kind of being blown across yeah, town. Pretty cool looking. So. She decides her. The, she's she, watching it on TV. She's watching on TV. Yeah. She realizes what's going on, and so she has to fly. Yeah, basically is the yeah. answer. Is that the only way she can save Tombo is to fly? So she runs and grabs like a, a street broom, yeah. you know, and, and tries to fly. And this broom will not fly. <laughs> it's really well. cute. Yeah. Either she still can't fly very well or this broom I just doesn't work. I think it's like she just can't fly very well. Yeah. That's how I, yeah. 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 Her, her flying powers She's aren't just quite like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming back. So it's this, it's this great, really funny sequence mm-hmm. where, um, where she's, it's it's tense. It's you know? tense. I it's, was yeah. I was. It's tense. very tense. You know where Tombo's like just barely hanging on this yeah. rope. You know he's, if he falls he dies. Yeah. You know he's slipping yeah. and stuff, and she's trying to get to him, but she can't really control the broom. It's like the, the broom. broom just won't get close yeah. enough to him. She's trying to grab him, yeah. and the whole town is watching this. There's this like there's this reporter who's kind of turned into the play by play narrator, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. who's just like there's a young girl who's flying. To Wait, get a- she can't get him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep and like everyone's chanting like keep hanging. Hang on, you know, and the whole crowd's like just holding their breath. And in the last moment, she she grabs him and saves Tombo's Mm -hmm. life, you know, and and lowers him to the ground. And the movie ends like Mm -hmm. right there. I mean, that's like the end of the film. There's no there's no real wrap up. Yeah. Except for the credits. Except for the credits. credits, Yeah. Oh, the the last thing is that um, Osano is like, oh, we're going to have the baby. And and also, um. Gigi comes and sits on her shoulder. He doesn't say anything. Well, he meows. He meows. And I, I was trying to like, do you think it's her growing up? Like maybe. Will that relationship be that's, come back? Yeah. I don't. I think it's supposed. It doesn't come back. I, that's the way I took it. That we it don't didn't know. come it's back. A little bit, yeah. Because she got her flying powers back. So I was like. It kind of made me sad a little bit. I wanted, yeah. like, I wanted him to come up and be like, "Good job," yeah. or something like yeah. that, or something sarcastic. And I was, I don't know, maybe it was kind of just like a coming of age thing, like yeah. that she lost that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, the last thing is she is she writes a letter to her parents. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it all happens very abruptly. Yeah. Like the ending, you know, kind of comes, it's resolved. Yeah. And um, you know, in you know, to me, it's. <laughs> I don't know. Where would you... Uh, how did you feel overall about the film? I really liked it. I thought the the animation was really good mm-hmm. the, on this one. And the characters... Kiki was a really great character. Yeah. The cat Gigi was in, like a super fun character. And all the supporting people yeah. were just really well developed. And just the little sweet... Moments. Human moments. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the husband will wait outside until yeah. she comes home at night just yeah. like watching the sky yeah. and then when she flies up he'll like run in the back room so it looks like he wasn't waiting for yeah. her so you just see such sweet I love character the, the moments hus- yeah and the husband says he he says one thing yeah which is hilarious what, what does he, actually, he say because he never <laughs> talks except when the ze- the zeppelin flies yeah. by and he's super excited <laughs> about that he's like, he's like look look at the zeppelin or whatever and he's like this That's big like the only time he he's super, so excited about it like yeah. it totally breaks yeah. his cool which is like so 
such a real moment right. of like, oh, you're talking all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's like really sweet character development. Yeah. I think out of all of them, it's probably been my least favorite though. Okay. Because I felt frustrated like which I even though with like Totoro there's no plot I never felt like frustrated like what is why isn't this you know like I felt kind of frustrated by yes like I wanted if there's going to be a witch plot like I wanted a little bit more explanation about her training or like or what's, what is it even to what be she, this yeah. witch? Like, what is she going to do? Is she always, is she like, mm-hmm. is she going to, how is she developing her powers, you know? Yeah. And I think that's probably me just kind of putting my presuppositions about yeah. what a witch is. Into, or what, like a witch story should yeah, be. Yeah, I'm like, here's Harry <laughs> Potter. We have like seven years of education, yeah. you know? So I think that's probably my presuppositions that was a little disappointed. This, yeah, this to me, it's funny because it, not it like Harry Potter's bad at all. But this to me is kind of the anti Harry Potter in many ways because like Harry Harry Potter is for one thing like a lot of the meat of the plot is just on the technicalities of magic, you know, yeah. like on like, like how it works. how it, yeah. how it functions, yeah. you know, and how I mean Voldemort and the doesn't rules understand about it, it how people are educated, of, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's she you know kind of the whole bits of the plot like just the engine of like what you know, the details of that story are just like the ins and outs of how you are trained. I mean, it's like to the level of detail that like a, you know, a medical student would be trained. Right. It's like, here's the examinations. You have this to study. Here's these spells and here's the different functions of how this all works. Here's the laws and yeah. Yeah, exactly. History. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and that can be, you know, fun and it creates a very detailed world until like, you know, Rowling forgets her own logic and like, you know, we'll introduce certain yeah. things that would never work. So, yeah. I mean, it does, they do have moments where the spell is very much broken in, yeah. in Harry Potter. But then also the main character of Harry Potter is this, you know, he's the best at everything. Yeah, he's the chosen one. He's the chosen one. Yeah. He, and, you know, everything revolves around him yeah. and he stops the evil thing that's going to destroy the world. Yeah. And um, he's like perfectly brave. He's and, brave. Yeah. He's the most talented wizard. Selfless. He's selfless. He's like the best flyer. Well, he's he not the most the... talented wizard, but he, he is a lot. Well, he's the really most powerful wizard. Most, in a way. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. He, I mean, he really is. He always wins. You know, yeah, he's like kind of the right. best at everything he's never he does. Lost. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, and so it's just like this very plot heavy story. Mm-hmm. And like Kiki's delivery service is like the complete opposite of that. Yeah, where it's, where it's like, the sidebar that she's a witch. Yeah, it's it's just it, she could be you know um, she could have been a baker. You know, I mean, she really could have been anything. Yeah, and being a witch gives her gives a lot of opportunity for a lot of fun sequences and right. to be a much more you know interesting story than if she was like something much more mundane. Right. Um, but as a character, it's it's just a story that I don't think we would ever tell right in our day and age or like not our day and age but maybe in our culture it's not a story like people like kiki are not usually people we tell stories about because she's super normal and exactly because the story is not an individualist story right it's not about one individual summoning the power within themselves to defeat the thing that is going to yeah it's much more about one individual finding their place in the community yeah you know like Hmm. using their talents to become 
part of a community and becoming just finding their place in life, you know, which is not something, maybe it's American, but it's not something like in America that we seem to really admire that much. No. Like the stories we tell are about individuals breaking out of their communities to rise above everyone else. Yeah. And, you know, like think about, again, we always go back to Disney, (laughs) but think about like the challenges that the protagonists have in all of the Disney movies. And it's always about them being like above the people around them. Hmm. If you think about like, say Belle, she's, she's different and she's, you know, she's not a part, you know, she's kind of looked down on, but it's because she's better than everyone else. Like, and that's like established very early on. Like she's with these provincial stupid idiots and I love (laughs) Beauty and the Beast. Um, But like, she's just so above everyone else. And that's like the problem. She doesn't want to be a part of her town because her town is beneath her. Yeah. Um, you know, and Kiki is like just trying to become like a part of the people she's, she's around, Mm -hmm. you know, she wants to just like, you know, find her place in this city. Mm -hmm. And like that to me is like, that's like a really, a story you never hear. Same with like, you know, I mean, it's, you know, that's the, the resolution is that she's like, she finds like, not that she overcomes some great evil, Mm -hmm. but that she, she realizes like her place in the people that she wants to be, you know, in her community, you know, in that, like she, she finds like, Oh, I am actually doing a good that I didn't really see before. Yeah. You know, which I'm actually helping people in the little things I'm doing. Yeah. Cause from the outside, you can see that she is very special. Like I think like, and and special in an ordinary way, which is really a good role model to have for kids. Yeah, like it's very exactly. special because she's kind and thoughtful and selfless and like yeah. hardworking and all those things we keep coming back to for Miyazaki. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's culture, like those are things that they really like value in their culture, maybe more than we do because yeah. I think like our role models are um, funny and spunky mm-hmm. and um really smart or really yeah. clever. Like those are the people who are on our TV shows and here's mm-hmm. in our movies or really powerful. And people are like disdainful of yes, others. Maybe cynical. Like, yeah. you know, you think like, you know, Iron Man, like, yeah. you know, all these people who we think of as really cool Han Solo, yeah. like, yeah. you know, like, and, and then, I, so I don't know, maybe is it cultural that Asians are, I mean, more, their family is more important to them. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. And, and it's just, it's one of those things that maybe, maybe, but I, I just, it feels so radical, this normal <laughs> story, because it is right. so not a story we would tell. Right. You know, I mean, the, the, the moral or not the moral, but just like the, the achievement yeah. is that she becomes part of of her community and she finds her place. She finds her place, which is like for someone to say, know your place (laughs) is like basically a punch or a slap in the face in our stories. The the villain will always tell you, you know, your place, you better keep in your place, you know, which is like, that's like, all right, those are fighting ones in our stories. You know, like, you know, how dare you tell me to know my place in this world? Like I can do whatever I want, you know? Uh And like, that's not the lesson of Kiki's delivery service at all. Right. It's very much about like, your place is valuable right. and like, like value your place, yeah. you know, like, and value because, what you can do, what, value yeah. what you do, yeah. you know, like don't like, you don't, 
Mm-hmm. What you do is meaningful, right. even though you might not really get if it. If you don't yet. see it. Yeah. Like yeah, just by, by doing like what you can do best, like mm-hmm. what you said, like I'm going to be the best, which I can be, mm-hmm. you know, like by doing that, you're, you're helping people that you might not even realize right. until later. Like right. it's very much a, like a story about like vocation as I see it, mm-hmm. you know, that like in all the little vocations we have, whether it's like being a parent or a spouse or an employee, you know, or a nurse mm-hmm. or, or whatever, like we're helping people mm-hmm. and we're either doing a good job of it or we're doing a bad job of it. But, um, but we can have a really big impact in the people that mm-hmm. were in our community by just doing what we are supposed to do to the best of our abilities, right. you know? Right. Which is so... And I think, you know, I think we've all had those experiences like where you just go someplace and someone treats you really Mm -hmm. kindly Mm -hmm. or is very friendly to you or just, you know, maybe someone fixes your car and it, you know, and does a really good job and charges you a fair Mm -hmm. price for it. You know, and like those little things mean a lot. Yeah. Even though those aren't like the things we would normally tell a story about because there was no great villain, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. (laughs) But like in our lives, those things matter the most, matter the most, you know, a good, a good parent is way more meaningful than like a great person. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's this whole idea of like, you can't like, you can't really change the world but for some people you can, right. But for a small amount of people, you can change yeah, the world. The people you're actually in contact yeah, with. Like yeah. the people in your life, hmm. you can change the world for them, hmm. but you, none of us, very yeah, few none of us, us are ever have. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're not going to be presidents or heads right. of state, you know, and huh. that's okay. You know, <laughs> like right. it's, it's much more important to do the best with what we've been given. Right. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, so it's a weird, it's, yeah, I see I, that. I get what you're saying though. There's not a lot of, there's, there's not a lot of plot where it feels like it should have a little bit more plot. Yeah. And then, um, the airship, I think because I, I just came from Totoro, maybe yeah. I was expecting like a little bit more of like a mystical or mystery mm. from yeah. that. And and it was so ordinary, yeah. you know, like the airship lands and it's just yeah. an airship. It's yeah. just this guy who's like flying around the world. So yeah. I was kind of I, like, I don't want to say disappointed, but yeah. I was expecting something different from the mm. airship. Interesting. Yeah. Cause they keep, I mean, from the very beginning, the first scene you hear on her radio, oh, like yeah. we may see the famous blimp fly by tonight. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Keep yeah. your eyes open. So, yeah. um, but I mean, besides all of that, I think, Maybe even it to, on a second watching, kind of not yeah. expecting those things, it would be even better because because the characters are so good. Yeah. And yeah, Kiki's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Just her personality. She's voiced really well too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kiki actually kind of reminds me of Suzanne. Like, oh yeah, which oh you know, totally. She's like totally someone like yeah. that. Like you know. Uh, you know, Suzanne, my wife. Yes, for those who don't know. Um, and you know that it's just kind of the per, a personality that I find like yeah. you are awesome. Like, she's like really positive and like gets yeah. really excited about ordinary things. Yeah. and like yeah, exactly. And I mean, just, she's just like the most charming character. And like, gets like really most... invested in what <laughs> yeah. she's doing. Like yeah. Suzanne's gonna make bread. She's gonna make bread until it's amazing. Yeah, and then it's like you know, and yeah, she's exactly. really excited about it. Yeah, 
macaroons. <laughs> she just made macaroons until they were like the best macaroons in the world. <laughs> yeah. She made so many batches of <laughs> right, macaroons until they were like, perfect. Right, because she's just like, I just yeah. keep going with <laughs> my macaroons. It was like her quest. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it, it's rare actually that I find, and Jib, uh, Miyazaki does this a lot, mm-hmm. where I'm like, these characters are like, I want to be around these right. people. I you want know? them to be my friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the voices, I guess, maybe just real. So it's got a good voice cast in the dub. Yeah, I Gigi's saw. good. Um, yeah, so Kiki is Kristen Dunst. Or is oh, she Kirsten is? Dunst? Yeah. I knew I recognized yeah, her. Yeah, her voice is very recognizable. It was funny because I saw it. I didn't realize that, but I was like, who the heck is that? Yeah. I totally recognize the voice. Yeah. Um, Kirsten Dunstan's an interesting actress. Um, I think she's a good actress. I think she is too. Um, I haven't seen her in a ton of things. Yeah, but I, I'm trying to. Little Women. She's not in a lot of movies that I really like. Little I guess you women. could say. Well, I haven't seen Little Women. Levi. Yeah. Um, but she was like, what? Uh, was it Bring It On? Oh my was gosh, yes, she wasn't Bring It On, which is actually, I I've used to love it. that movie. Yeah, it's I, kind I of have a cult no, I bet it's still funny, like in a clueless way. Yeah, and then she was obviously in Spider Man. Spider Man. Which I felt. She was okay in that. I didn't really... I liked her a lot, but... Um, oh, yeah. She's in Jumanji when she's a little girl. Yeah, she's... She's she, a girl, kid actress. You know what um, was one of, like, my top ten movies? The Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. She in that? She, she is, is in But that. she does a really good job in it. Who she's in she? love with the That's doctor. Right. That's and right. it's like, she just yeah. does an amazing, like, I think in that super, like, small little role she yeah. has, she does a great job. Well, okay, so the, the the thing I was thinking of that I just saw in was the second season of Fargo, and she's okay, I haven't excellent seen Fargo yet. in that. Her character is awesome. And she huh. does a great job. So I think she's an actress that's actually, she's a very good actress. Mm-hmm. Um, she does a really good job here. Phil Hartman is Gigi. Just kind of on his head. Who's Phil Hartman? So SNL actor. He's um, he was shot by his wife. So yeah, kind of crazy. Is he dead? Yeah, he died. Oh yeah. gosh, I don't know who that is. I forget when he died, but yeah, uh, he was. He's in like a ton of like uh, SNL sketches around like the Chris Farley, Adam Sandler era. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was shot by his wife. That's yeah, sad. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah, she she like went crazy, killed him, and oh killed herself. Oh my goodness, pretty, that's awful. Pretty terrible. Um, hmm. So yeah, he does the voice of Gigi. Um, Janine Garofalo is in it. Um, huh. Yeah, so it's a good, the, the voice cat, the English dub is, is a good one. It I, is I a like good it. one. Yeah. I liked it. Um, and I don't know, this, yeah, this film, it's, it's up there for me. I, I don't think it's my favorite um, Ghibli just because it doesn't necessarily um, it doesn't have as much of like the emotional highs and lows mm-hmm. as some of the films that are yet to come Ooh. I think but it's it's in the top I think it's it's top tier Ghibli for me um, and the just for the other things like the animation is so yeah. amazing it's fun to see the um, evolution from the first ones like Nausicaa yeah. and just um the evolution of the animation, and I know the score probably has been changed a little bit over the years in some of them. I wonder if it has for this. <sighs> I don't know, but it was still real dated for Nausicaa, so it probably yeah. it wasn't changed. But um, I don't know. It's just it's really fun to see the themes that are carrying through. Yeah. And the I, changes that are happening. It's just kind of amazing to me the level of quality yeah. that, you know. Um, for 89. Yeah. I mean, you just won't see them. <sighs> You know, this came out, so this came out the same year, I guess. Didn't The Little Mermaid come out in 89? I think it was 88. Yeah, so it was right around Little Mermaid. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's just an amazing achievement to me yeah. that like, you know, again, we, it's pre, uh, computers. Yeah. Cause Be- Beauty and the Beast was the first computer animation yeah. for us. Right. And they just come across as such interesting stories that I don't know. I just feel They're like so different. Yeah, they are. Cause the, the stories are so thoughtful. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like you had, so you start off with. Um, you know, Nausicaa and Castle in the Sky, two mm-hmm. kind of like big, epic, mm-hmm. you know, kind of almost post-apocalyptic adventures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then then you switch to Totoro and Kiki, which are like tonally super different, mm-hmm. but they're all such high quality. Yeah. Um, that I, I don't know, I'm very, very just kind of blown away by... Yeah. Um, his output as a filmmaker. Do you think that he might be like a Woody Allen who kind of writes what he's going through? You know, I wonder. Yeah, it's hard I just, to know. He, yeah, I because Woody Allen's movies do that, where it's like sometimes they're really like seeking, and then other times they're <laughs> yeah. really depressing. Yeah, like the uh, yeah the husbands and wives film he wrote when he was divorcing with uh, oh, right. Name? Yeah, they're very much they and seem they're to be like a reflection what he's of going his life. through a lot yeah. of the time, and you can see. Although he the, denies that, so <laughs> how can you not write what is yeah. in you at the time, anyways? Yeah. You know, I think yeah, all I know. writing it's, is autobiographical in a way. It's true. It's interesting. I I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like what it would be interesting to read, like a, a biography. Of yeah, to know like when he had kids. Like yeah. what is he? You know, did he did he start doing these yeah. like sweet little films for his kids or yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, he yeah. Um, it is interesting his whole relationship with his children because Goro Miyazaki is also a film director who's released some films under uh, the Ghibli under the studio Ghibli, mm-hmm. and it seemed like they had kind of a tense relationship a little bit yeah. from what I you know. It's always sad. Yeah, it seemed like I'm like how could you do that? If this is your dad. Like, yeah, <laughs> and his films were not like as well received as hmm. his either, That'd which be I thought hard. a little bit unfairly so. But, huh. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, that'd be interesting to look into more. Yeah. Any final thoughts on uh, Kiki's delivery service? No, I think that's it. Um, overall, very appropriate for any age. Yes, any age. Good for any age. Yeah, really nothing in here. Mm-hmm. Not even really scary. No, I think it's yeah. probably the tamest out of yeah. everything we've seen so far. Yeah, it's the least. There's nothing there's scary. There's nothing really remarkable. It's not even, yeah, threats of scariness. Yeah. <laughs> the scariest thing maybe are the birds. Yeah, I, I mean, guess that so. It's not very scary. Um, yeah, no, highly recommended. Once again, you should watch it at least once. If yeah, you, for sure. I, I think everyone should watch it at least once. It's it's all a, of these it's a movies. beautiful film. Yeah. All right. So next week we are doing Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso, yeah, the pig one. The pig one, which is an interesting. And I've only seen it once. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Um, it's It'll a very interesting. It does feel. Like maybe more personal. Well, I mean, all these feel somewhat pretty like yeah. personal works. This feels like it, it'll be interesting to kind of dive into. I okay. think. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Rosalind. Well, thank you for taking the time, and yeah. we'll see everyone else next, next week. week. I think we owe a lot to that cat. Hi, your little kid is gone. Right on, epic cat. Right on. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.